Hello and welcome to Richard Diamond, Private Detective from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Listen, while the makers of Rectol drug products and 10,000 independent Rectol family druggists bring you Dick Powell as Richard Diamond, Private Detective. Independent brothers who have made the word Rexall part of our own store name, and who recommend and sell the 2,000 or more drug products made for the Rexall Drug Company. Like Rexall milk of magnesia, for example. Here's a milk of magnesia, so pure, so mild, so creamy, smooth, and free from earthy grittiness, even children taste the difference. Ask for Rexall milk of magnesia at Rexall drug stores everywhere. And remember, you can depend on any drug product that bears the name Rexall. Good health to all from Rexall. Now your Rexall family druggist brings you another exciting half hour with Richard Diamond, private detective, starring Dick Powell. Several things to remember. My company wants credit for recovering a jewel. Of course. 
The police are not to be told. They may cause delay. We haven't a time. Well, if this Mrs. Carter knows the jewels have been recovered, won't she be glad to give you an extension? No, indeed. She'd rather have the 800000 Hmm, Makes sense. Uh, here's your return ticket. No, uh, something else. The cars are taken away before you accomplish your mission. Wire me at the plaza in Miami Beach. If you have the jewels, fly to Miami, where I shall meet you. If you don't succeed, may return to New York, and the incident will be forgotten. If I get the jewels, I'm to meet you in Miami? Uh, I'm leaving on a vacation, and I would like to return with the jewels myself. As I said... Your company wants the credit. Exactly. He paid me in five crispy $2,100 bills and left the office, so I left also. When a man like Roger Blake walks in, offers me the total sum of 1,000 iron men to locate $800,000 in missing jewels, things start confusing me. I have a habit of putting myself in a prospective client's place and then asking the simple question, why? I decided if I were Mr. Roger Blake, I might gladly pay $1,000 for a chance at an $800,000 jackpot. I headed to the 5th Precinct Police Station to do some checking. Oh, hello, Rick. Hello, Murph. Uh, where's Otis? In with the lieutenant. I'm taking over for the next couple of days. Taking over? What's the matter with Otis? Oh, he's leaving town tomorrow morning. Expedition job. Expedition job? Oh, Otis. Wouldn't by any chance be Cuba? Certainly would. How'd you know? Well, he can't be going down there to bring back a criminal. Got to be a spotted gorilla or something. Somebody he can talk to. He in with the lieutenant? Yeah, go ahead. Let me know what you find out. Oh, uh, what difference does it make? Who's going to believe it anyway? You don't have to speak the language, Hornhead. Somebody will be there to meet you. Oh, hello, Rick. Well, good afternoon, Lieutenant. Uh, how are you, Sergeant O? Uh, Como esta buino, Michael? Oh. oh, an accent from a Pochettier. By way of explanation. Oh, this is going to get you, Bob. How did you find out? Merce told me. I'll have his badge outside of this office is to be considered nothing but an uncle But I am going. I will... Yes, you am. I uh, uh, the walls. Don't look at me, Rick. It's the commissioner. I've sent the police psychiatrist up there to see him unofficially, of course. The old man told you to send Otis? Right over that intercom. Well, he must have given you a reason. That's like blowing up Boulder Dam to take a shower. Now, what kind of a remark is that, gentlemen? I've been trying to think of that all day. Otis, go home and start packing. I'm packed. You just found out about this morning. How can you be packed? Well, it's a package of cents in, a gross of blue jay corn plasters, and his book on 301 things a bright boy can do. He's packed. Okay, okay. You'll leave tomorrow afternoon. Go get your papers. Right, Lieutenant. After we are jailed, Who did you say he was going to bring back? William Carnes. You remember him. We got a tip he was hiding out in Cuba, and we had the authorities down there pick him up. They holding him in the uh, the jail in Havana? Yeah. Hmm. Do me a favor, will you? Well, I can. Check on a guy named Roger Blake. Supposed to be a vice president of a firm called Intercontinental in Bondi. Anything special? Oh, background. Anything you can find out. I need it today. I'm uh, sort of taking a little vacation myself. Starting this evening. Yeah? Why don't you go along with Otis? Cuba's nice this time of year. You can help him keep his brains in one lump. Uh, Cuba sounds great, but you know me, Walt. Where would I get enough money to take a trip like that? Diamond talking. Uh, Walt, uh, nothing wrong with Roger Blank, Rick. Hmm? The vice president of the Bonding Corporation, like you said, married once, wife died four years ago. Has a brother somewhere in the West, William Blake. Nothing on him. What else? 
Well, let's say, uh, vacations in Florida every year about this time. Used to be in charge of the Cuban office of Intercontinental, whatever that is. And, and, and you working for him? Oh, uh, uh, you get a nosy now. Well, uh, he's got a good record. Gambles a lot when he's down in Florida, but who doesn't? How about his financial statement? Not bad, not good. Got about 15000 in the bank. Okay, thanks. I'm in a rush, Walt. Well, have a good time. You'll hear all about it. I grabbed my plane okay, and six hours later, we dropped down for a landing at the Havana Airport. I checked in with customs, and being able to abla enough Espanol, I got a tip-hungry cabbie to take me to one of the better hotels, $3 a night. I got a good night's sleep, and bright and early the next morning, went over to the local Bastille. After not too much effort, I was able to visit William Carnes in his jail cell. Someone to see you, Mr. Carnes. Well, just making a new part of this. You can call when you are finished, senor. Hello, Carnes. You the cop come down and take me back? No. I understand he won't be here until late this afternoon. Well, who are you? Seems to be no privacy, even in jail. Name's Diamond. I'm a novelist. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I was in Havana, and I heard you were going to be extradited. I thought you might have an interesting story. I'll bet you did. I uh, understand you're wanted for two counts of forgery. Oh, you do, huh? No story? No story. <laughs> okay, Ponto, move, or I sit you again. I move, I move. Hey, what's going on out there? I don't know. You think you can your kind of tale? When? When? This is a cell. What do you want? What's the idea of a knife? I want you out of this lousy jail, senor. The idea of the knife is to slit this pig throat if you do not open your cell. <laughs> you will open it now? Please, please, open it. He held the knife at the jailer's throat while the door was open. He was dressed in what used to be a white Panama suit. He stood about five feet four, weighing in around 200. On his feet, he wore sandals that looked like he'd stayed up nights during holes in On top of his head, covering his shaggy black hair, was a straw hat, and stuck in his fat lip was a long black cheroot. Between the smell of garlic and cigar smoke, I began to feel what it might be like to come face to face with a billiard dragon. Senor Carnes, Ramanos. Ramanos, who's that? Hey, friend. You go now, Ponce. Now, look, fella, I have... You go too, Senor. <laughs> If I had time, I would let everybody out. I don't get your angle, but I'm not squawking, okay? Thanks. Then, uh, now, you get in the cell, jailer. Me, too. In your diamonds, you'll run That's exactly what I did. I don't dig it with a dirt. I had a 38 under my arm that could have caused a lot of trouble, but I wanted to try and fail time. Knowing that the law was on the way to picking up, Times Mike head for the jewels and try to get out of the country. I went out of that building like a homesick jackrabbit, and I left Times ducking into a building about halfway down the street. The sign over the door read Eduardo Savannah Brooklyn to pay. It made me feel right at home, so I slowed down to a sprint and went in. Listening to Richard Diamond, Private Detective. Brought to you by the makers of Rexall Drug Products and your Rexall Family Drugs. And here he is. Whenever warm weather rolls around, people start talking about air conditioning, and I start talking about the air conditioned aspirin tablet. You mean Rexall Aspirin? Exactly, ma'am. 
Well, it's the extremely low moisture content of Rexall aspirin that makes it break up so quickly. And in order to keep it that way, Rexall aspirin is compounded in specially sealed air-conditioned rooms where the humidity and temperature are kept at ideal levels. That's one reason why Rexall aspirin, when followed with water, disintegrates even before it reaches your stomach. Well, that's good enough for me. And it's good enough for 10,000 independent family brothers, too. Quality like that is what we're talking about when we tell you you can depend on any drug product that bears the name Rexall. Now back to tonight's adventure with Richard Diamond, private detective, starring Dick Powell. The bar room in Eduardo's Havana, Brooklyn, cafe was small and dark. Time was nowhere in sight, so I walked over to a long bar and watched the lazy bartender move slowly up the counter with a wet bar rag. Something for you, Mark? Uh, yeah, yeah. You American? Yeah. So I got sold on Fiesta. What did the guy go who came in here just before I did? I didn't see no one. Now, look, look. A guy by the name of Carnes just romped in here, and he didn't go back out the front door. Are you going to tell me where he went, or I'm going to fix it up so you take your Fiesta early? You know, friend, I got a bunch of bottles back here. Good, good. Line them up. I'll see if I can shoot the corks out. You win, Max. Carnes wants to see Maria. She thinks they're in the evening. So at the top of the stairs. I took off up the stairs like the V1 and didn't remember to knock at Maria's door. I went in, and there, standing in the middle of the room, was the best reason I could think of for upholding the good neighbor policy. Her south of the border, plus her north of the border. Wow, well, a gorgeous geography. Yes? Yes. Uh, where's Carnes? Don't you think it would have been more polite to knock? Now, baby, I'm in a hurry. Sometimes I get so wound up, I forget my manners. Now, where's Carnes? I don't know who you are talking about. Where did he go? Who, oh, senor? Honey, honey, now listen. I just had trouble with a bartender. He said Carnes came up here to see you. Okay, now I got you. I still need Carnes. So shall I start convincing you two? How do you propose to convince me? Well, uh, right now, time's important. Five hundred dollars worth of Five fees, I might even become a bully and start twisting arms. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what to find time. But as much as it hurts me, I'll have to twist your arm. You're yeah. not twisting very hard. Oh, well, my mind was on something else. My leg? No, it was about that 500 I was going to get for bringing in time. Yeah. I really don't need it all. No? No. You, uh, you like times a lot? Mm. He's the best one around. Oh. Why? Oh, I could get along in half of the 500 I could get along on a lot less. Will you come back? Uh, where can I find time? You can leave the team and then just now. Just to make sure you come back, of course. I could leave a hundred just to make sure you give me the right address, of course. No more address, I've another portfolio. No, thanks. Forget the hundred. That's all. When you come back, you can bring everything. I may be bald. I think my hair just caught on fire. I left 
before the room filled up with smoke and went down to the bartender again. He told me where to find Avenida Posterio. The back entrance to the cafe opened on it. The dead end street. A half block down, I found Romero Three, a hired building all slumped down. I quietly tried the door, finding it locked. I not so quietly braced myself against the fire wall and took off like an erratic tile driver. I had to make it fall the first time I hit it. It did. And I crawled in just in time to see Times die for a dressed drawer. He stopped cold and he saw the 38 in my hand. Okay, okay. Don't shoot. All right now, happy fingers. I won't unless you get too frisky. Well, right. You're carrying a funny tool. Yeah, and it writes in lead on all six cylinders. Where's the stuff? Now get with it. You know about Yes, it? I know about the jewels. Come on, I give. Well, can't we make a deal? Eight hundred thousand in currency, right here in the desk. You can get at least five hundred grand at a fence, and two hundred and fifty yards. Oh, my itching palm! What did you think that to happen to me? <laughs> yeah. Do not worry about it, Senor. Right, what is it? <laughs> As I say, Senor, do not worry about the jewels now. I and my forty-five will take all the responsibility. Hand me your pistola, Senor. Hmm? Now. Are you doing it? I don't get it. First you bust me on the stern, then you come in here. Oh, you got it now? He springs me and I bird dog him to the jewels. Well, all right. I did not know what you would lead me to, but I am one happy man. It turned out to be Give them up and put them in my hat, senor. Uh, fat boy, you, you said a friend sent you to get times out. No, 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 not my friend. Friend of senor time. I think he has good reason for wanting him out of jail, so I follow. And I'm smart, right? I believe now, I don't think he should come after me for a while. I. Look <laughs> pretty good, huh? Adios, senor, and once more, Times and I both went to the gun in that dresser drawer like a mate for the gun bottle. It was bargain day and climbed the basement until Times decided to pick up a piece of the metal bed post and start me on the fiesta habit. When I finally came around, well, I'd done it. Well done. I'd lost the 800,000 in jewels, William Time, and enough blood from my scalp wound to make a vampire to a shotty. I stumbled out of the building and put in a call to the plaza in Miami. Before I could take a maraca, Mr. Roger Blake was on the pipe. Yes? Uh, Mr. Blake, this is Diamond. Yes, Diamond. I, uh, I was in touch with the uh, uh, the party you sent me to see and took me to, uh, to the item you wanted me to get hold of. Well? Uh, uh, a big bundle of garlic speaking broken English and saying Pistola is now in possession of the item. You mean you had to... Uh, and you let someone take them away from you? Yes, yes. There's something bothering me. I wonder who gave you that tip. Maybe they tipped the Cuban whiner who swiped the item from me. That way I can locate the guy and maybe still earn my other 500. Well, get the whole thing, Diamond. What? Keep the original 500 and go on home. Just forget everything. You understand? Yeah, yeah. Goodbye, Mr. Blake. I really didn't understand much except for the very bad smell that's beginning to creep over from Denmark and land in Havana. I couldn't put my finger on it, but something was really wrong. I thought the thing out and then put in calls to all the ticket offices in Miami. I got the answer I wanted. United Airlines in Miami said a Mr. Roger Blake had booked passage and was due in Havana at five that evening. I was waiting at the airport when Mr. Roger Blake, as big as life, stepped down from the big transport and I trailed him out of the cab stand. 
He climbed in a hack and took off with my cab right behind. Blake's cab reached the outskirts of town and stopped on a dirt street, fronted by Adobe Building. I had my cab pull up a safe distance behind and got out. Blake went up to one of the buildings and knocked on the door. Someone let him in, and I went around back to find a way to get in. I found it in the form of an open window. I could hear voices coming from the front of the place. I slipped quietly in and started moving in that general direction. It was thick dark. So I made like a bat, shooting the walls and hoping I wouldn't bump into something. Through a crack in the door, I could spot two people. Mr. Roger Blake and short fat and dangerous himself. I want the jewels, one. So do I, senor, and I. I do not give them unless you want to pay me for it. I've already paid you well. To get in your pants out of jail. Okay, I did that. Well, I warn you. No, you do not warn me, senor. I don't care of you. That's what I heard it. Some copycat climbed in the same window I had was heading to the front of the house. While Juan and Blake continued to argue, I ducked into the shadows at the side of the door and waited. I didn't have to wait long to let as much William Times and his hand was the third shoe we'd wrestled over earlier. He poked the muzzle of the gun into the room and went in after it. Roger Blake turned to meet him, and for the first time I saw the gun in Blake's hand. They both froze, keeping their sights on each other's breakfast. Juan took on a swamp alligator smile and sat out to watch. Well, William, I am so glad to see you again. I'll bet you are. Better drop the gun. My dear. He is your brother. Senor Times is your brother. We don't brag about it. Especially when one of us is a cheat. And the others are no good double-crossing louse. You get the police that I was in them. <laughs> what do you say? Hey, hey, it's your brothers. How come your name Times and your name Blake? I huh? changed mine a long time ago when I got into some trouble. I didn't want to ruin my beloved brother's reputation. And your Blake got a good reputation. <laughs> he hired me to get you out of jail so that diamond fellow could follow you. He say nothing about the jewels, but I knew Senor Blake when he used to work in Havana. You could not trust him. Right. I hire one to do a job properly. Senor Carnes has his jewels. Half of them were supposed to be. Mother, look me up and ask me to see. Oh, you're right, swipe them and forgot to split. So what? Well, you got it. Point for nothing. Real mistake. One who has the jewels, and I am not giving to anyone. Well, I might as well get in on this. All the options free. Kind turned inside his luck. I felt the bullet pipe my hair and hit the linoleum. Kind was aiming again, but he forgot to figure three things. His brother, his brother's nasty disposition, and the gun his brother was aiming at him. Kind took the slug right around the belt line and he went down like a punctured zeppelin. He must have cut his spine in two because he folded up the sheet. Then Blake decided to add me and play for a pair. And just as he started to squeeze the trigger, I saw Juan reach back to his collar. His arm hissed down in the blurred half arc. And before Blake could nail me, he was trying to squirm away from the ten-inch knife that made a great cavern between his shoulder blades. I grabbed his gun quickly and covered Juan. Ah, they did not love each other, these two. Ah, I threw pretty good, eh? Yeah, yeah, thanks, Juan. Thank you. I suppose you're going to want the jewels, too, aren't you? That's right. Would you consider what you call the uh, partnership? Right not. Mm. And the jewels? Turning them over to the constabulary. Oh, senor. That's the truth. Mm, okay. And me? Well, you, uh, you killed man. Well, I say, you're alive. I'm not the police, so I can't arrest you. But I would think a long time before I'd shoot a man who saved my life. Oh, you would. But I warn you, 
Don't try to make a break for it. Oh, I think I've got to. I do not want to stay in jail. The jewels are in my heart. I leave them in the middle of the floor. Adios, amigo. Come back, Juan. Stop her off. Hmm. Miss. Well, Maria will understand. I found the phone and explained the whole situation to the local chief of police who was just leaving to meet one Sergeant Otis Lovelone arriving on the 7 o'clock plane from New York. I ducked out because in my blood was the call of the wild goose, and in 20 minutes I was sitting in Maria's room over the cafe. I'm glad you came back. I didn't get that extra 500. Oh, I'm really glad. Because you must have come back just because you wanted to see me. Well, yes, I had something to do with it. You like me to play to you? Oh, sure. Love it, love it. Oh, love it, love it. Bechame, bechame mucho. Each time I cling to your kiss, I hear music divine.
Rexall will be back in a moment. But now, once more, here's your Rexall family druggist. In a recent nationwide survey, American mothers agreed that every family medicine cabinet should contain a reliable, all-round mouthwash, gargle, and dress deodorant. And millions of homemakers choose Rexall MI-31 to fill that need. First type MI-31 kills contacted germs in a few seconds, yet will not harm delicate membranes of the mouth and throat. Ask for Rexall MI-31 at Rexall drugstores everywhere. And remember, you can depend on any drug product that bears the name Rexall. This is our first show in our new series, the Rexall Drug Company. We want to thank you and the 10,000 independent Rexall druggists for making it possible. Good night. Hiya, beautiful. Get lost, Bristlepuss. You need a shave. But I have shaved. What else do you want me to do? Silly boy, she wants you to go stag. Go stag? But why? Because Stag is Rexall's exclusive line of men's good grooming aid. Like Stag Brushless Shave Cream. No fuss, no massage, just smooth it on and presto, you get a clean, close shave. Your face stays smooth and whiskerless all day long. I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll go Stag. That's it. Join the Stag line now at Rexall drugstores everywhere. Yes, to make girls care, go Stag. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company.